Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? It is Brave the Wild, episode number 19 today, Monday, June 8th, in the year of our Lord, 2009. So again, Brave the Wild, episode 19 today. So this is a, uh, gosh, it's been a month again. It's been a month again, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> just schedules continue to get in the way a little bit much, and um, I just kept putting it off, and I'm sorry. But, uh, well, the Wild have a new general manager. We still don't have a head coach, but we have a general manager, and it was my top choice. Now, of course, didn't I didn't have major knowledge about these guys. I'm going to admit that. I mean, none of us really did, but uh, really the guy with easily the most attractive resume and the brightest future to a lot of us was Chuck Fletcher, and that is our guy, Chuck Fletcher, the new general manager of the Minnesota Wild. And I'm thrilled, quite frankly. I'm thrilled. I mean, he says a lot of good things. His approach is very, very exciting. We're going to get into that very shortly in the following segment. Chuck Fletcher, the main focus of the show today. Also the future of Mike Tremblay, former assistant coach, now former assistant coach of the Minnesota Wild with uh, Jacques Lemaire. He will not be returning. We'll get into that shortly. We're also going to talk about Brent Burns. And his health returning, which is good news. So that is the conversation today. Segment two, of course, as I said, mostly Chuck Fletcher and a little bit of Mike Trombley at the end. And um, Brent Burns in segment number three. So that is the deal for today's show. Lots and lots to cover. Lots of good news for the most part. And, uh, yep, hopefully a bright new future for your Minnesota Wild. But before we get into that, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I, of course, thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this wonderful show where we focus on the Minnesota Wild, of course, in the state of hockey. Thesportstuff.com is the flagship website of Brave the Wild. Please go there. And please do sign up to the message boards. There's a button on the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. All you have to do is click on that, and you'll be prompted to sign up to the boards. Of course, it is 100% free and 100% fun. And just like Paladino Live Productions, as I always say, we're never one-dimensional, as there is no one dimension to anything I do, in my opinion, <laughs> and I hope you agree. There is... No one-dimensional. I mean, they're never one-dimensional either on the sportsstuff.com as there is so much to talk about on those message boards. And there are also so many different uh, podcasts as well where there's so many different topics. Uh, you can talk about just about anything. Anything from the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, which big time on there as well. A uh, little bit of NASCAR, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of anything. Lots and lots of different personalities and cultures also on the sportsstuff.com. We got a lot of Australians, a lot of Americans, a lot of. There's also some Canadians. Uh, there's people from Germany, uh, England. I mean, it's just all over the place. It is a beautiful place. The sportsstuff.com. Alrighty, and also finally, for Brave the Wild, Minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Minnesota.nhlfansite.com. I appreciate you also for putting a link in the. Uh, front center of your page. It's a little section in the middle there where it says 
Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild show. I definitely appreciate that, Chris. Thank you always for having me up there. It has definitely helped this show, and I hope my show will help your website as well, draw more traffic there. It is more than worth checking out. I mean, I'm not just saying this, folks, just to be nice. It is a very nice website, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Definitely a professional, outstanding website. Thanks again, Chris. And, of course, always thanks again, Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. Without him, there is no Brave the Wild. All righty. Well, with no further ado, we're going to take us a quick break and be right back after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 19, the Chuck Fletcher episode, basically. <laughs> Not just Chuck Fletcher, but definitely the uh, the majority goes to Chuck today. Thank you again. That was a reminder for iPod users who might not have a screen on their iPod. Now you know which episode you're on or you don't want to have to look at it. That's the one. All righty. Do check out Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast. There's going to be some more Brett Favre talks. I'll be getting a show about that up pretty soon. Yeah, more Brett Favre talk. Oh, goody. i just like to get that situation resolved. I'm sure a lot of you out there would like that as well. All righty. Let's get on to the man of the hour, Chuck Fletcher. Chuck Fletcher, of course, was hired by the Minnesota Wild. And uh, about, gosh, about two weeks ago. I'm sorry I couldn't get this show up sooner, but... I'm glad it's up now, as nothing major news-wise has happened since then. Just a lot of, uh, let's just say, a lot of exciting uh, ideas are being banded about right now, and I'm really happy to hear it. Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher, son of extremely experienced and legendary Cliff Fletcher. This guy has been everywhere. Chuck Fletcher already has 15 years of experience, and he's 42 years old. That is a good, good thing. I mean, not only is he young with a long future ahead of him, but he's also very experienced. That is a very good combination that is quite rare in the sports world. We appreciate it very much here in Minnesota. And here's the best part. Right on the headline by Dave Campbell, AP sports writer on Yahoo Sports, Fletcher promises to make Wild a fast-paced team. Ah, doesn't that just make you feel good, folks? How long have we been waiting to hear that? Forever. Forever. The Minnesota Wild are finally going to dictate the puck rather than let it come to them. Finally. I mean, the the neutral zone trap has always been about let the other team make a mistake and then we'll go from there. Let the game come to you. That's just not something a lot of us want to hear. And it worked once. We had a playoff run once. But that's but it's been six years, and we've been to the playoffs two more times since then, and we probably should have made it this year, and we didn't. So there you go, folks. There you go. A quick quote from newly appointed Chuck Fletcher. Why back up and cede the ice to your opponent when you can force the issue up the ice? 
We want to dictate the pace of the play against our against our opponent, as I like to say it like that for uh, being its Canadian, <laughs> said Fletcher, who spent three seasons as assistant general manager with the Penguins. Of course, we know he was also with the Florida Panthers. So there you go. There you go. That is the good part with Chuck Fletcher. As Chuck Fletcher teams continue to make the Stanley Cup Finals, you got the Penguins and the Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals during 10 years that he was there. That's also a very, very good sign. Um, they also talk about Jacques Lemaire's defense-driven discipline. Demanding system helped the Wild outplay some teams with superior talent, particularly during the run, and we know that. But, um, man, that it's just it was time for a change, folks. It was time for a change, and Craig Leopold's comment here, I do believe that his type of game and the type of coaches that he's talking about bringing in – is one that's going to make fans going to really make fans happy, Leopold said. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. This is it's about time they made this change. Shucks, there was a similar change in uh, the other hockey team in Minnesota, the Minnesota Gophers, Golden Gophers, the college hockey team. When Doug Woog finally moved on, and you brought in a more fast-paced, aggressive style, mm-hmm. a more aggressive, physical but fast-paced style to. Well, I wouldn't say they're physical, the Gophers, but <laughs> a more fast-paced, up-tempo style. And they won two national championships just a few years later with a team that missed the NCAA tournament at the time that uh, Doug Woog was leaving. So there there you go. What, what does that tell you, folks? What does that tell you? Sometimes change is needed despite how good a certain coach is. Um, Leopold's comment here. Again, continuing, yes, I've been disappointed, Leopold said. In the past, I've been frustrated not knowing why these unrestricted free agents wouldn't choose this as their home. As of course, they talk about how uh, the Twin Cities area is a hockey-savvy market with risk tradition, but the Wild haven't been able to add any high-profile buzz-creating players. That's definitely been a problem. He's wondering why nobody's coming here. Um, We have everything to offer here, he says. I think the system might have been something that held them back. I believe Chuck feels that way. Other people that came through felt that way, so I think this is the missing piece. They'll look at us in a different light now, and they'll want to come play here. That is that that is huge, folks. That's huge, and I I, I agree. I agree 110 percent. As uh, not well, see, not only did players not want to come to Minnesota, but the the <laughs> the management didn't really make a strong enough push. I mean, all indications are the management did not make a strong enough push. They were, like, basically in a comfort zone, as we said, about 330 times, me and Neil, in episode number 18, which is a fantastic episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, do check it out. Um, I really go after Doug Risebrow in that episode, as my frustration had been spilling over the last two to three years with the way this organization was being run, especially the draft. Oh, my God, the draft was just pitiful under Doug Risebrow, other than a couple of good first-round picks. That's about it. There's seven rounds in the draft, I will remind you. <laughs> and that drove me nuts. So now they're hoping that uh, maybe star forward Marion Gabrick, of course, can be persuaded to stay. Who knows, though? We'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. Um, this is just going to be a nice welcome change here in Minnesota. Minnesota Wild are finally going to have a more aggressive style and... Um, yeah, I mean, I got to think this is going to be a more attractive place to come. Shucks, even Andrew Brunette, who was absolutely a Lemire guy. I mean, Lemire loved 
Andrew Brunette. And us fans love Andrew Brunette. But even he admitted on the PA, PA and Dubé at the time show back when he was getting signed last summer, um, they asked him, you know, does the Jacques Lemaire style ever get old? Like, say, does the grinding style ever get old? Like, say, on like a January night or something, you know, halfway through the year, you're a little bit worn out, you know, you, you know, it's just, it's the mid-season, you're a little bit tired out and stuff. Does is that style ever get old? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'd have to admit it gets a little old, you know, eh? <laughs> That's pretty much what uh, what Bruno said. And, uh, yeah, when when you, even Andrew Brunette was saying that on the air like that, I mean, obviously it can't be a very attractive system. It's just this was the right place for Bruno overall. Personally, he this is where he wanted to be. He was happy here, and shucks, we even went on a playoff run once when he was here. So that's why he came. I don't think he came here because of the system. And uh, <laughs> I don't think Marion Hosa was all too excited about coming here, despite the fact we offered him a great deal of money. And um, just because he had Marion Hosa doesn't mean we're going to go all the way. You know, you need other pieces to come with him, and the Wild weren't really doing that this year, other than uh, Brunette and Nolan, who were... Pretty good additions, just not big, giant additions, I guess you could say. And um, that's pretty much where things stand at this point in time. You could probably tell I'm pretty excited about uh, Chuck Fletcher's arrival here in Minnesota. I think it's a fantastic hire, absolutely fantastic hire. Real quick, before I get into a uh, additional little story about uh, stuff going on with Chuck Fletcher, um, Mario Tremblay will not be returning. Mario Tremblay's nearly decade-long tenure in Minnesota is over. The now former Minnesota Wild assistant coach said last week, this was last Thursday, according to Michael Russo of the Star Tribune, um, quote from Tremblay, I was disappointed, but like I told Chuck, I understand your decision, and I'm going to move on and look somewhere else, Tremblay said. I don't know how Chuck, I, I mean, excuse me, I don't know Chuck very good, and he wants to bring in people that he knows. I totally understand that. I had such a good time in Minnesota. I thought when I moved from Montreal to Minnesota with my wife, I'd be, or excuse me, it'd be for three or four years. It ended up nine. It was a great experience, and I would like to thank the hockey fans in Minnesota. And yeah, I mean, Mario Tremblay was, you know how sometimes there's the, uh, there's the tough head coach who's who's nobody's friend. He's he, he's your coach. He's not your friend. Basically, like uh, um, Herb Brooks famously said to his players. But but the one of the assistants, uh, I forget which one it was. He will be your friend. Mario Tremblay was that guy uh, to the players. He was the easily the most popular coach of the three with the players. Um, now, Mike Ramsey, that's nothing against Mike Ramsey. He's a fantastic coach, and he's a good guy. But Mario Tremblay was a, an entertaining guy, too. I mean, he's just a fun, entertaining guy who really, really preached confidence to the Minnesota Wild players. I mean, they loved playing under Mario Tremblay. Shucks, the guy's been a head coach for the Montreal Canadiens at one point in time. I mean, the guy's definitely got a resume, and I'm sure he will be back on someone's staff very soon, quite possibly Jacques Lemaire's staff if he indeed lands a head coaching job this year. I mean, we'll see what happens this coming year because, of course, of course the current year isn't over yet. <laughs> Still got a little bit of a coronation for the uh, Detroit Red Wings on our way here, unfortunately. I would have liked to see Pittsburgh win, especially with our general manager being, a, being you know, a part of things over there. 
he wasn't like the main guy for like 10 years or anything, but you know, he was definitely a part of it. But uh, yeah, Mario Tremblay will definitely be missed the Minnesota Wild. Um, there are definitely some exciting coaching possibilities for the Minnesota Wild, as uh, Laviolette, who was a former, who was a former head coach of the Stanley Cup champion, 2006 Stanley Cup champion, Carolina Hurricanes, absolutely fits the style that Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher, is seeking. So that is definitely an exciting thought right there. He would make a fantastic coach. He is only in his early 40s, just like uh, Chuck Fletcher. I believe he's 43, and he's already got a ring, folks. He's already got a ring, and he so he's definitely proven himself as a head coach. Uh, you also have Todd Richards, who was an assistant with the San Jose Sharks. Their system over there, San Jose Sharks, former Golden Gopher, also the same with similar style, the aggressive, physical, up-tempo, fast-paced style that Cliff Fletcher wants to incorporate with your Minnesota Wild. Um, and the final one is McTavish. McTavish! Ay, McTavish! Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. Uh, former Edmonton Oilers head coach who took them to the Stanley Cup Finals a few years back. Yeah, took them all the way to Game 7, by the way. So uh, McTavish would not be a bad choice either. So those are some nice names right there. Todd Richards, of course, by far the least, uh, you know, the least on his resume at this point in time. The other two guys, like one is a ring, the other has been there to the finals. Um, but Todd Richards, definitely an up-and-coming player, or player, up-and-coming coach, young up-and-comer, just like Todd McClellan was, who went from the Houston Arrows to the San Jose Sharks and took them to a fantastic regular season record. So we're definitely, definitely going to see what happens with things there. Of course, go, uh, Todd Richards was also a captain with the Gophers, not just mm-hmm, not just a former player with the Gophers. He was the captain. So definitely leadership quality there with Mr. Richards. So we'll definitely see how things go there. It's looking like those three could be the, the final candidates at this point in time. We're just going to have to wait and see where he goes. Of course, McTavish, the eldest of the group, and I would say Lovely Yolette is the is – the, uh, He'd be my top choice, to be honest with you. I mean, he's got a ring, and he's still young. I mean, that, to me, tells me something. I mean, I know Lemire had a ring as a head coach, too, but, you know, he played that slow-down style. Shucks, people were talking about that before. Jacques Lemire coached a single game with the Wild that they could be a boring team under him. So, whatever. The post is the post. So, we're just going to have to move on from that. One final thing on Chuck. Fletcher here in a second. There's talks that there could be some trades on the way. And of course that's not a surprise. Chuck's anytime a new guy takes over, there's going to be some trades. There's absolutely going to be trades at some point in time for your team. As I apologize, I was waiting for this page to load. Chuck Fletcher said he's talked to Marion Gabrick and that his coaching search will heat up next week. So that's also a lot of stuff going on the trades and the offing here. The next couple weeks are going to be busy. There's a lot of items to tend to, a lot of issues to address. Because not only does Chuck Fletcher might be doing some trades and uh, signing a coach, but also the NHL draft, which also has the wild looking at at another gopher, which is pretty crazy. Another gopher who many... First-round draft picks are looking at, so that's pretty cool. Or, excuse me, many mock drafts have the wild taking. That's pretty crazy stuff. Um, 
We're reviewing every team in the league. This is Fletcher again and trying to find areas where we may have a common interest in terms of trade. So he's definitely looking. Um, we'll refine our list even more as we get ready for the trades that may or may not happen around the draft. So long as he's not planning on trading uh, picks away. Uh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention Chuck Fletcher. Well, now one of the major things about Doug Risborough and Chuck's Kevin McHale, for that matter, for the longest time, is first round or as, as draft picks, not just first round draft picks for the while, but draft picks in general, were like a dime a dozen to Doug uh, Risborough, and it was very frustrating. He continued to trade away draft picks. He just didn't give a rat's ass about the draft, and it's plain as day when you look at the Houston Arrows roster at this point in time. Virtually nobody over there in Houston, down in Houston, that tells you that the Wild have a big farm of players on their way up here to make some noise and take this team to the next level. There is virtually nothing other than maybe Ben Wapuliet if he can step up. Um, <laughs> it's very, very tough. Very tough. I mean, man, lots and lots of undrafted kind of wannabes over there in the Houston Arrows organization right now. Not good. Not good. Whereas Chuck Fletcher... Chuck Fletcher is all about the draft. He has said it about a thousand times, so that is another thing about that Fletcher said that is very, very encouraging indeed. Now, actions speak louder than words, so we're going to have to see those actions first. But I, uh, right now, this guy, I, I believe him. I'm willing to put my trust in Chuck. Chuck Fletcher, to me, is the perfect GM for this team at this point in time. So that is the deal right now. Um, there's just lots of deals. Uh, the Wild is expected to dangle players such as goalie Josh Harding, enforcer Derek Bougard, excuse me, of course, Bougard, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, and minor leaguer Benoit Puglia. So those are guys who might get traded. Bouchard, of course, was in a possible trade, yeah, in a trade rumor along with James Shepard for Ole Jokinen last summer. The Wild did not bite on that, and I, man, I, it, it, it wouldn't have hurt. Um, Ole Jokinen didn't exactly carry my Calgary Flames, not my Flames, well, the team I picked to win the Cup very far. As uh, Yeah, that pick didn't work out. I didn't even talk about that on the last show. That pick didn't work out at all. The Blackhawks taking them out. But uh, still, Ole Okunen would have helped the Wild greatly. I think a lot of us could agree on that. Another quote, an unrestricted free agency, it's always difficult to assume you'll get the player you want, Fletcher said. You're competing with other clubs. There's lots of variables you're dealing with. So if you can make a trade in advance of free agency, you've filled the hole you're trying to fill. So, yeah, there you go. That sounds pretty good right there. <laughs> and uh, as for finding the second coach in wild history, Fletcher said, I'm still closer to the beginning than I am to the end. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all she wrote right there, other than Fletcher does plan on having a coach hired before the draft. So that would definitely help things, I would have to say. Um, I'm hoping for the best there. I, Man, I, w I mean, I'm, I'm thinking in, out of any of those three, any of the three coaches I mentioned, I, I think it's going to happen. I mean, I think it'll be a good, good deal for the Minnesota Wild. It should be a nice fit. So with that, I'm going to take another quick break, and we're going to talk about Brent Burns in the next minute here. Talk to you then. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. 
We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. We are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 19. A reminder for iPod users, do check out Timberwolves Explosion, also available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. We've not forgotten about you, Timberwolves fans. All right. Brent Burns has finally recovered, folks, from the concussion. Finally, the symptoms are gone. Another Michael Russo article. Thank you again to Michael Russo for providing this news until I can become an official reporter. (laughs) No, um, man, last we heard from Brent Burns, he couldn't watch wild games on TV because any motion made him dizzy. Couldn't read because it hurt too much and would sleep all afternoon in lieu of doing, well, anything. So that was kind of the deal with Brent Burns for a while there. Um, Quote, there's still a long way to go. It's a long summer, but I feel like I'm on the right path I should be good. Now, of course, they also mention the concussion symptoms are gone, but his shoulder is still on the mend. So that is still pending the shoulder injury as well. This guy definitely facing some injuries last season, and it certainly helped or hurt his development. But uh, Brent Burns definitely on his way back. Two months ago, any physical activity uh, made Burns' head spin like Pierre-Marc Bouchard in a shootout. Now he's waking up at sunrise again to bike with sidekick Derek Bugard and taking part in charity races. On May 20th, he even took a helicopter to Camp Ridley in Little Falls, Minnesota with Bugard, fellow teammates Nicholas Backstrom, Schultz, Owen Nolan, and owner Craig Leopold to train with the National Guard. Yep, Camp Ripley, man. We are Ridley. Excuse me. We always hear about that crazy stuff indeed. I, I was G.I. Joe for a day. It was incredible, Burns said. If I felt like I couldn't do it, I wouldn't be doing it. So definitely good to hear Burns, who wore a sling for five weeks after surgery to repair a torn labrum and remove cysts from a rotator cuff in his right shoulder, still feels awful after some exhausting workout so that's part of the deal still it's still a long way in coming uh we've all been through surgeries it's not fun it takes forever but it's not because of his head or shoulder interestingly for not doing anything for three three or four months i'm definitely hurting this is not your normal summer i've done nothing since march so even mentally getting yourself in the mindset of working again is tough. Working out again is tough. So that's pretty much where Brent Burns is right now. Basically, he's just he's out of shape a little bit. I'm sure his timing is off, but at least he's it's June, folks. It's June. Stanley Cup finals are still going on. So he's got several months to prepare and to get things back in order. So hopefully Brent Burns is on his way to a much better season. It is nice to hear, though, that there's, from what we can hear in this article, not much animosity towards wild management for basically missing missing out on the fact he had a concussion issue last year. He had a concussion, and they didn't even know about it for two weeks, which, again, is borderline unforgivable. So very lucky that this thing wasn't some type of career-threatening deal and that he's recovered and that there isn't a huge 
battle going on like there has been with Marion Gabrick since 2004, 2003, 2004. The Wild and Gabrick have been going at it because of that damn contract dispute. So that's pretty much your deal right now with your Minnesota Wild. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited with how things are heading. Uh, it, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a step or two back before it's a step forward. But at least there's hints. I mean, there, there's finally some change going on. Definitely, definitely, I'm expecting some trades at some point in time. I can't tell you who exactly is going to get traded. But uh, other than, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Bouchard got traded. I could, I, I, I could see that happening. But uh, overall, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Harding absolutely could get traded because Nicholas Backstrom has been inked to a five-year deal. So what does that tell you? So um, we're just going to have to wait and see there. Other than that, folks, Chuck Fletcher, the state of hockey, is finally going to be more exciting. We can finally say the Minnesota Wild are going to have some more excitement around here. I'm just thrilled to have it, and I'm sure you are as well. So... As news, as more news breaks, we're going to have another show. We'll, we, we might review the Stanley Cup Finals at that point in time, but this was Chuck Fletcher's show right now. So until then, we will talk to you soon. It'll probably be about a week or two tops from now on. I ain't going to leave you dangling for a month. That was kind of lame. But, uh, hey, things happen and uh, life goes on. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care.